Hot take. I think uh, I think tonight could have gone better for TCU. We'll talk about it next on Lockdown Orange Frogs. You are locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Horn Frogs. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. I butchered that open there. Kind of just how the night goes. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Wherever it is you get your podcast. Uh, it is a show that covers TCU sports. And tonight, TCU got embarrassed on national stage. They lost 65-7 to to Georgia. Um, I'm not in the business of telling people how to feel. I'm recording this right after the game. I understand a lot of people are upset. I understand a lot of people are angry. I get it. Um, as as magical as the season has been and as wonderful as it has been, and I think in a few days, weeks, months from now, we can look back at this with better perspective and say, man, that was amazing. That was incredible. What a journey. They did something. They defied the odds. They did something a lot of people thought they could not do. At the same time, for all the talk about, you know, breaking glass ceilings and getting to the title game and the amazing accomplishment that it was. It's hard not to feel like you took a couple steps back tonight by just getting bludgeoned by Georgia. Now, listen, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about the actual game because frankly, like what's there to talk about? It's, it's there. It happened. Um, I think Georgia was beating everybody tonight. I feel like it was a combination of the way they played and the way TCU played and Georgia's fantastic. All the things that we talked about during the week that maybe TCU could exploit, um, they didn't do, right? Like the passing game wasn't there. Aside from one long pass to Darius Davis um, in the first quarter, that was really it. Max Duggan, tough sledding, tough day. Kendra Miller being out I think made a difference, but honestly just didn't run the ball super effectively. Turned the ball over three times. Defensively, um, I mean, just no real resistance. Georgia did what they wanted, and – uh, I, I talked about Brock Bowers and the matchup problem he could be. Well, he was certainly a matchup problem. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the stats in this one because, like I said earlier, not a lot to talk about. But Brock Bowers had seven catches for 151 or 152 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they just worked over the middle of the field. They worked over these linebackers and safeties. Um, there was not. There's not a lot coming out of this game specifically that is positive. There's a ton from this season and a lot in the future that I think is positive, but the game itself, it it just wasn't a good night. And um, something happened that we haven't really seen all year, and this was the thing that I kept coming back to, even though on paper Georgia looked like a really tough matchup and a team that could give TCU fits. You know, I bought into this idea of like, listen, this team has survived every test this year. They've answered the bell time and time again. The moment's not been too big for them. And I hate to say this, but they just, they got overwhelmed early in this football game. And I don't think like it's not anybody's fault, didn't mean to do it, but uh, it snowballed and got away from them. And I just, I don't think in the second half the effort was there. And, you know, it was 38 to seven at halftime. It, 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 The season ended poorly. The game ended poorly. Um, But anyway, it was just a combination of you fall behind early. 
you know, you cut it to 10 to seven, immediately give up another touchdown at 17, seven. And then things progressively just started going downhill. And once that train started to get going, there was no stopping it. Georgia could see blood in the water. They capitalized on it. They did everything right tonight. And, uh, you know, TCU just wasn't, wasn't prepared to respond and they didn't, they didn't respond well. So, you know, it, it's tough. You make the national title game and you want to come away from this just saying it's it's great to get there. And I think ultimately we'll look on we'll look back on the season a lot more fondly than we do in this moment. But uh, it was just a tough ending. And I hate that this is how so many of these guys are going to go out. Like Max Duggan has been an absolute warrior. He's been a great player. Um, he did a total turnaround this year. And I just hate this for him that his career, his college football career is going to end like this. I hate that Quentin Johnson's college football career is going to end like this in a game where he was just really not a factor at all. Um, he wasn't targeted much. He didn't have many catches. I mean, nothing, nothing went right. And I, I thought the defense was going to have an uphill battle. Like I, I kind of conceded in my mind, like, yeah, the defense is probably going to give up some points, but offensively, we had seen lately that teams have been able to score on Georgia, especially Ohio State. Maybe that was a blueprint that TCU was able to follow. And it just wasn't. I mean, honestly, the opening drive of the game, you know, Max had Savion on kind of a little a breakdown play um, where there was, there was pressure coming. He moves around the pocket. Savion pops open. Just overthrew it a little bit. And then the next play – had Darius Davis on an out route, tough throw, but bounced one to him. And, I mean, that was just kind of the story of the day. They punted, they got a touchdown. They're down 7 nothing early. Coverage bust, breakdowns. Um, you know, Todd Munkin called an outstanding game tonight. He did, the Georgia offense coordinator. He called a fantastic football game. He had, he had the TCU defense, all kinds of confused. You know, the things that Michigan – did not take advantage of a whole lot, I felt like, with you know trying to put TCU in, in compromising positions uh, by using misdirection, getting after their speed and agility, making them move one way and then have to come back the other. He put on a clinic in the screen game. He put on a clinic with different formations, with running guys all over the place. This looked like a completely different Georgia team than the one that played against Ohio State a week and a half ago. I mean, I, I keep coming back to this, but – I think it's true. It wasn't just about the fact that TCU didn't play well. It was that Georgia uh, was incredible tonight. I mean, that was part of it too. And props to them. I mean, they're they are one of the best college ball teams of all time. They were the buzzsaw that was promised. There were a lot of other teams this year that said they could do this to TCU and accused TCU of being fraudulent and felt like there there are a ton of other fan bases that felt like their team could do something like this to TCU. Nobody did, but Georgia did. Georgia came in, and they dominated the game from start to finish. And Kirby Smart um, has, you know, an attention to detail and a desire to be great um, that is combined with the amount of talent that he stacks on that roster. And that's not to say that TCU doesn't. But obviously tonight it was just a mismatch from the word go. And, uh, I mean, I just hate that it wasn't closer. You know, this was not – I hate that this was not the best effort that TCU could put forward. And I, I just mean from a from from playing the game, right, this was not their best game. It wasn't even close, honestly. 
And Georgia had a lot to do with that. I'm going to give them credit. I'm not saying that TCU could have won this game because there's nothing from tonight that would make me believe that. But I, I think it certainly could have been closer if they would have played better. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, such a great season, such a breakthrough of a season ends this way, and it ends this way on a national stage. So you take your lumps, you take the jokes, and you move on. But still, they made it to the national title game. They won the college football playoff game. You know, they went 12-0 and in the Big 12 in the regular season. So much from this year to be excited about, to be thankful for, to be grateful for. My goodness, that was – that was an eye opener against Georgia. And, you know, this is something the coaching staff can look at. They can, if they dare to watch the tape and say, hey, this is, this is where we got to get to. We saw what can happen when people buy into this culture. We saw what can happen um, when, you know, you get talent to this university and you maximize it and you put it in a position to succeed. And now we have to look at what the Georgias and the Alabamas and the Ohio States are doing in the world and try to replicate that. And so that'll be the challenge for Sunny Dice moving forward. And so, again, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. What can you take from this game as a TCU fan? Well, not a whole lot from this specific game, but I think there is a lot to take away from this season. And I think there's a lot of momentum that can be capitalized on moving forward. So let's talk about that next. TCU falls in the national title game 65-7. to It was ugly. It was it was a bad day. It's a bad day at the office. Georgia was fantastic. They were as advertised, and there's no denying it. Um, it just it did not go the frog's way. So what happens next? What is the next step for Sonny Dyson Company? Let's talk about that next. Before we do that, though, um, you know, had a bad day, had a bad experience in the national title game. Are you traveling back tomorrow? Are you traveling back on Tuesday? Are you do you have a busy day on Tuesday and you're not excited about going to work and having to face you know, the people in your office after that shellacking, well, what can help you? It'll help if you're not hungry. And what can keep you from being hungry? Get one of those tasty built bars. It's good for you. It tastes good. Only 180 calories. Um, you know, I, I've told you guys before I use it for breakfast. That's typically when I grab built bar. But whether it's a meal, whether it's a snack, before a workout, it's the best protein bar around. And so, if you haven't tried Built Bar, give it a try today. You can go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get you know a little bit off your first purchase. If you're saying, man, I'm not, I don't know if I wanted to give it a try, just give it a try. Just buy a box, Built Bar. My favorite is the, the chocolate brownie flavor. That's my favorite flavor. Find yours today, BuiltBar.com. Promo code again is LOCKEDON. Let me take a sip of water here, and then we'll get into segment two. All right. So what happens next? Because that's the next great question. We don't, we don't look back, we look forward, right? So TCU, they made it in the national title game in year one of the Sunny Dykes era. And so how do you capitalize on this? And where do you go from here? Um, I'll have an episode on this, about this on Wednesday, but TCU has done a really nice job in the transfer portal so far this offseason. Um, they landed JoJo Earl wide receiver from uh, Alabama, former four-star talent, Tommy Brockermeyer, tackle from Alabama, former five-star talent, Trey Sanders, running back from Alabama, or you since in a theme here, former five-star player, um, Jack Besh, who is a wide receiver from LSU, 
again, had a productive career at LSU for a couple seasons, four-star talent coming out of high school. So they've done a good job capitalizing the transfer portal. They've done a good job capitalizing on the recruiting trail in the high school ranks. I think they'll finish with, at the very least, a top 25 recruiting class in 2023. Good chance they could finish with a top 20 recruiting class in 2023, which is significant for TCU. And even though tonight they were not competitive, um, this staff can still sell you on the fact that they made a national title game. They broke through. They won a playoff game in year one. And so how do you sustain that? How do you find a way to stabilize it? Well, it's going to be tough. You're losing a ton of talent off this roster. And, I mean, I'm not doing a deep dive right now because I don't have names in front of me, but Max Duggan's moving on. You're having a new quarterback. You're having a new running back in 2023. That's going to get the bulk of the carries. Uh, Kendra Miller and Marty Mercado are out of here. You're having a new number one wide receiver. Quentin Johnson's moving on. Probably a completely new O-line. So we're going to get to see what this coaching staff can kind of put together when they have a younger team. Because this was this was an older team, right? This was a, a team with a lot of guys that took advantage of extra years of eligibility with the pandemic that was, you know, they got extra years of eligibility because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And they took advantage of it. Um, but the flip side of that is Sonny Dykes now has a chance to build this roster and build this roster with his players. And he, he did some of that in the portal um, before year one. But now we're going to start seeing more guys that are recruited to TCU that fit exactly what they want to do on offense and defense. Joe Gillespie, at least, you know, hope sticking around for a while. Seems like he'll at least be sticking around for this next season. And he can start recruiting and finding guys that fit the 3-3-5 better. Hopefully get some more depth on the defensive line. Hopefully find some, you know, more corners in the in the ilk of Trey Hodges Tomlinson and Josh Newton, who can be aggressive and can play man up coverage and uh, be dudes and get players that are athletic and can be hybrid type guys and play multiple positions um, and do it within that three three five set. And so there's a ton to be excited about here at TCU. You saw what Sonny Dykes could do with a, a roster of talent. You saw what he could do immediately just stepping in and kind of flipping the script on this offense and getting it to be an explosive team that really, aside from this game against Georgia tonight, they were great all year long. They ran the football well. Garrett Riley is a bright mind as an offense coordinator. You know, they have a, a young staff that is energized and is ready to recruit. And you have to sustain it. But once Texas and OU leave, there's going to be, uh, I guess, a gap, right? Or not, gap's not the right word. Somebody's going to have to take over as the big brand name, as the the power of the conference. And I know a lot of people believe that it's just going to be, it's going to be a lot more cyclical. You're not, you're probably not going to see a reign of dominance like Oklahoma. But at TCU, you have um, a school that cares about athletics, that wants to be great at football, that's investing 
in facilities that's investing in coaching staffs. Um, that's in a fantastic location with a ton of talent right there in the backyard of, of Dallas Fort Worth with a lot of kids that you can go get and turn into great players. And so there are a lot of things about TCU that give it the potential to be the future of the big 12. Now, I mean, you saw like Baylor and Oklahoma state were the two teams that were in the title game a couple of years ago. This year, both those teams regressed significantly. And the tricky thing about this is, as 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 much as this momentum can build, you can also lose it if you have a down season or two. Because now you see guys at Baylor and OSU are hitting the portal, right? One bad season, hey, we're moving on. We're going somewhere else. So it's a hard thing to sustain. And I think it's going to be tougher than ever now in the, in the era of player empowerment where guys have freedom of movement and they can, you know, sort of go where they want, go where they please. And, uh, yeah, it's it's so it's going to be tough. But I think Sonny Dykes has a clear vision for this program. He has a clear plan. He's going to get to start recruiting players that fit this system better than what these guys did. And it's no knock against the roster. They were fantastic. But I just mean, you know, he was inheriting a roster of players that wasn't necessarily – that wasn't recruited with what they were trying to do on offense and defense in mind. And so now they get to do that. They can try to capitalize on um, what's going on in the transfer portal and selling, you know, a lot of local kids, a lot of Texas kids, a lot of DFW kids on, hey, didn't work out where you're at, come on home, and uh, and let's figure this out and let's do it. And so the future's bright. I, I hope that people are not – if you're discouraged, I get it. I'm Again, I'm not in the business of telling people how to feel. Tonight was Tonight sucked. It was bad. It was rough, man. It, it couldn't. It really could not have gone worse than it did. But there's still a lot to be happy about at TCU football, and I appreciate this team. I appreciate the program and the coaching staff because it was a ton of fun to follow this team this year. And you know, finally, like, thank you again. We're just gonna keep going. We got an episode dropping Wednesday about you know what they're doing in the transfer portal. We'll have episodes either end of this week or into next week about the five burning questions going into the offseason for TCU football. We'll talk basketball as well. We'll talk baseball when that season comes around. We're going to keep pumping out content here on Locked on Horn Frogs. So subscribe if you haven't. But if you're a regular commenter on YouTube, um, Jack Daddy Slim, Zoom Play, Jesus, Gary, who hits me up on Twitter from time to time, I know there's a lot of you loyal listeners out there, and I appreciate what you're uh, what you're doing. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, my friend Aaron today told me that one of his coworkers – um, Kelly Norcross, she listens. And Kelly, I, I, I heard your daughter goes to TCU. I hope she's enjoying her experience. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show all through football season. And please stick with it. Um, Byron, all, all of you that tune in on a regular basis. I know there's a lot of you that do. And whether you comment or not, I do appreciate you making the time for me. Thank you so much. And we're going to keep going. Let's, let's keep riding this wave. This was a fun season. Tonight was rough. But we'll still have plenty of coverage of TCU athletics, football, basketball, baseball, all of it coming into the spring and the summer. Thanks for following along. Lockdown Horn Frogs. We'll be back tomorrow. Short team every day.